What's up, what's up, magical people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Motherfucker Magic Podcast. Hope you are feeling well. And this transmission, transmission, wow, okay, Amanda, this transmission is receiving you in the best place that you could be right now. So this one's going to be a bit of a like TMI information type one, maybe just a smidge. Or, you know, it, it could be quite enlightening for some people. So, of course, the title is from Hetero to Homo. <laughs> um, so this is going to be talking about a personal part of my journey and something that I have found a lot of women actually go through or resonate with. And I had no idea that this was even a thing until it became a thing in my, like, my perspective, my perception. So I grew up with this belief, this beautiful darling belief that men and women are meant to be together. And so I think, how many people did I know were gay? One, I knew, I had one gay auntie. And I remember as a child, like her being kind of like the, the laughing stock of the family almost, that her being a lesbian was like, was kind of like a big joke. Now she had, she has kids, so she's still around and I've seen her once in like 20 years, um, maybe even longer than that actually, which was actually the other day, but because I don't know, she knew who I was, I didn't want to be like, what's up? And cause I don't really like talking to people on the street out of nowhere, it's kind of a thing that I have. Um, I decided to not say hello, but I did walk past her. And <laughs> Um, so yeah, she has children. So she, she did the whole hetero life first and then she became a homo like me. You know, please guys don't take any offense to me using these terms. They're literally just what I say. Um, and I don't actually say homo in the, the most, and uh, in, in like a, as a term of disrespect, because essentially I can be considered as one. And it really is just for a point of reference in terms of the difference between who I was and who I am now and so yeah please don't take offense to these if you do take offense to them that's cool like that's your jam but just know that's not my intention and I do actually fully love and respect the LGBTQI plus a you know and all the other symbols um it's growing it's growing and I could just I can remember to a and that's where I pretty much get lost anyway I do love that community with all of my heart. It is who I am now. It is a part of my life. So it is, I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any sort of way. So yeah, I grew up with this auntie, this lesbian auntie. And um, what I found though, is that because of all of the jokes, um, because of the way that she was treated within my family, that I didn't know how to be gay. I didn't know that it was actually okay because I grew up thinking that it wasn't. I remember also as a child having this conversation after watching Shortland Street. And for those that are in New Zealand, you'll know what I'm talking about. Shortland Street, it's a TV program over here that's been going on for like a thousand years. And there, were these, there was this couple called Nick and Rachel. This is like way back in the day. So if you were like born in the 80s and watched Short Street in the 90s, you'll know who I'm talking about. But they are Nick and Rachel. Nick was a very, very tall man. And Rachel was a cute little like middle-sized-ish woman. And they were together on the show. And they kind of represented to me my parents because my mum was shorter than me now. She's like 5'3". Five, no, maybe shorter than that. Five, two. She's she short. Anyway, and my dad at the time was six foot four. He's a little bit shorter now <laughs> with his age. Oh, 
cute. Um, or was it six two? Oh, whatever. Anyway, he was over six foot. And so I saw these two on short literature as like, oh, they're like my mum and dad. And I remember asking my mum, like, okay, mum, does, does the boy always have to be taller? And essentially that was my experience seeing my dad taller than my mum. And she was like, yeah, the man's generally taller. And But, of course, what I thought was, what I took in from it, that was like men has to be, the man has to be taller. Like that's the only way about it. And then I was like, okay. Then I remember thinking, my head, well, my dad's older. So mum does, does, do the men have to be older? And then, so she was like, yeah, I guess so. They generally can be older. In my mind, I took that as gospel. And I was like, okay, that means the man has to be taller, has to be older. And that's the only way about it. And that is that. And if I think back to my, um, like when I started dating, when I started allowing men into my life, how that played out very interestingly. Now, I only ever had one very tall boyfriend and he was six foot four. Um, and he was also older than me. So basically the only one out of any boyfriend that I've ever had that actually fit the bill. And he was the last man I was with, funnily enough. And I remember comparing every single man that I'd ever brought into my life to that role taller and older, taller and older. And I always seemed to get someone who was tall or younger or older and around my height and sometimes shorter or actually, yeah, shorter and younger, but, and like really, really loving their personality and who they were as people, but just could not, just could not be there with them simply because like they were too short or they were too young. And like, there was no, there was no like, like oh I'll I'll be okay with this many years younger than me it was just like no they can't be younger than me which I find very freaking hilarious because the exception to the rule was my daughter's dad who was a little bit taller than me like two or three inches taller than me and he was about five months younger than me and that that used to bug the shit out of me for years honestly that that bugged the crap out of me I hated the fact that he was younger than me his height was okay I could deal with that although I didn't like to wear heels because it made me taller than him but yeah his age would bug the shit out of me and so I grew up with these weird like things and rules about dating and about men that just that just took away a lot of the acceptance experience within me I just I just couldn't connect so deeply with people with men because of these freaking my freaking rules <laughs> that I had given myself at a young age and so when I was 19 let, let, let's, let's fast forward this to the homo part a little bit shall we when I was 19 years old I met this woman who is a lot shorter than me or and she's three years older than me okay so she doesn't fit the bill in one of in one of the rules and um, we became really good friends and that's all we were like we'd never been with girls before and it didn't really cross our mind at first until one day it kind of just happened it kind of just fell into place and we started to really fall for each other we spent a lot of time together I moved in with her to her mom's house after some things that happened that are um, I'm not proud of that I'll probably share in a later episode <laughs> but she kind of like saved me in a way um, from myself so I moved in with her and then yeah one thing led to another one very drunk night and hello hello there we were kissing in the lounge wondering what the fuck is going on because we'd never been attracted to girls in that sort of way like that deeply before and so 
yeah so there was this whole like big love affair happened for like a whole year with this woman and um it's really funny because what used to bug the shit out of me was the fact that she was short and she's very short um oh not very short actually in like an actual life but shorter than me so she's a lot shorter than me um and that used to bug me honestly it used to bug the shit out of me even though she's like this beautiful person and she loved me and everything was magic that actually bugged the crap out of me, the fact that she was short. And I had a lot of issues with accepting her because of her height. And then, of course, accepting the fact that um, I was with a woman because when I was a child also, right, there were these, with seeing my auntie being teased about being a lesbian, it's like, oh, my God, if I become a lesbian, I'm going to be, like, shunned teased i'm gonna be like laughed at oh and i just remembered another story that's gonna add to this even as well when i was 15 years old i worked at this kiwi fruit place in tipuki new zealand and there was this like lesbian couple there and one of them had hickeys all over her neck and she had a cold sore and um i remember my friends not going to work that day because they were hungover and yes, they were 15. Um, but I went because I didn't go out to the party with them. So I stayed home that night and I went to work and I did a double shift. And I remember her name, her name was Simone. I doubt she even remembers me anymore. So I don't think she's going to care. Um, her name was Simone. And she, she took me home. She was like, it's all good. Like, yeah, I'll come and I'll take you home. I live down the road anyway. I'm like, oh, yes, wait. And then I remember hanging out with her and going back into work after the break. And the people being like, oh, don't talk to her. She's a rug muncher. Like, look at her lips. Like, she got those sores from a vagina. Like, she's yucky. This is dudes, by the way. This is men saying this. Straight men, might I add. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, this impressionable little 15-year-old. I didn't care that she was gay and that didn't bother me that that was her experience. And her girlfriend was beautiful, by the way. She's, like, so amazing. Um, what bothered me, like, back later in life is the fact that I actually – took that on as a belief that lesbians were gross and they were going to give you diseases and like they were going to get laughed at so when I was with my girlfriend who was I was with until like the end of 2009 I had that playing out but at the time I wasn't overly aware of it it wasn't until I started diving deep into my own beliefs and stuff like that 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 actually that experience came up and I was like holy shit that's right I forgot all about that and so self-acceptance in terms of being homosexual and loving women has been quite a um, an up and down thing for me. And I ha I know a few people that this has had that's had a similar experience where they've wanted to just be themselves and be their most highest self-expression, but the fact that who they love can cause issues with people is why they don't actually step out. And there's this, that, you know, that stigma of like, oh, I'm straight and then I'm gay. Like I'm going to confuse my child. I'm going to like cause all these things. No one's going to accept me. I literally thought my family were going to like shun me, that like my girlfriend wasn't going to be accepted into my family because like I've got this heavily Catholic uncle and he's honestly real cool. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, is he going to actually accept me now that 
like I'm gay is he gonna like my girlfriend or is he gonna be like real judgy my uncle's amazing and he doesn't like give a shit he didn't he never actually cared he he was the one that's actually like yeah you need to bring her to all the family things because she's a part of this family now and I'm just like damn look at you go so in my mind you know religion and the the thoughts and stuff of other people the the conditioning that I brought was brought up in it really played a big part in how I was going to accept myself as a homosexual, as a gay girl, as a, I, I suppose you could say a lesbian. And that when, when my, okay, this is, this is the funny part. I can say my ex-girlfriend, but actually she's my girlfriend now too. <laughs> we got back together like oh, 12 years later. So that's, a, that's another cute story that I shall share. Um, <laughs> but when, um, like when we broke up the first time in 2009, I moved to Australia and that was like a big thing. I packed up my shit because of another reason that mm, I may share in a later episode. I'm not sure. I'm still feeling into that one because that could cause a lot of issues for some people. However, um, we'll, we'll, we'll feel into that one and see what source says. If source says yes, then I'll do it. Right, so I moved to Australia and then I found my daughter's dad and he's really cool, by the way. Like if I, I like am so thankful and grateful that of all the men that I chose to have a child with, I chose that man because he is fucking amazing. No baby daddy issues whatsoever. Full support, fully cool as, and also has the most amazing partner now who, like, I love and adore. So I'm totally thankful for that connection. They are fucking amazing. Get yourself a cool baby daddy who has a cool, like, partner if you guys don't end up staying together. <laughs> not, that, not that we actually try to predict that at the beginning, but, yeah, it was, I'm just so grateful for them, and I just wanted to put that out there very quickly. Like, y'all amazing. If you're listening to this, I fucking love you. Um, yeah, so my baby daddy here, real cool. Real cool dude. Um, we spent a good on and off five years together. We had our daughter. I moved back and forth from New Zealand. Lots of lots of uh, and the stories within that that I can share on later episodes as well that'll give you a deeper insight as to why we broke up, why things happened, why I I am who I am, and yeah. So um, and then and then of course came around the other type of people who I was attracting into my life who were either too young or too short or all of those things, even though they were beautiful people. And then landing on my last, very last boyfriend who was a freaking giant. And he was real cool. We had our own stuff going on in there. There was a bit of a toxic relationship thing going on that is that is definitely showing up in another episode. Like I've already been showing that I'm going to talk about that because that actually is like a truly big part of my work and why I have gone into what I'm doing. So I, I need to be thankful for him because he actually showed me what part of life I needed to focus on, what part of me I needed to really bring to the light in order to fully accept myself. So I'm really thankful for him, even though it's a bit of a tough story to tell. And so, yeah, we, we broke up um last year in april so it's been a year now congratulations amanda well done and then not long after that i and um, i became in intimate with my now partner who is the most magical human in the whole fucking world I'm not gonna lie so in the beginning of this relationship with her again like we had already done that whole full circle i right? already we'd already gone there we'd already lived this life together where i was battling with my sexuality and in fact she was too back then she was she didn't 
she was afraid that she wasn't going to be accepted. She thought that she was going to be like shamed out. She, we both couldn't hold hands in public. We couldn't be affectionate in front of people. It just wasn't like that. It was really like we loved each other, but we couldn't admit to anybody that wasn't really close to us that we were like really, you know, intimate in any sort of way because we didn't even know what the fuck we were doing. And so this time around, you know, the last 10 years while I was away fucking boys, she was building herself up in terms of her self-acceptance about her sexuality. So she fully stepped into like, yeah, I'm gay. Like that, that is her life. She she tried on and off with a couple of dudes just to make sure. <laughs> Cause we're all gonna do that sometimes. Like, am I sure now? Am I sure? Yes, she's very, very sure. She indeed is a woman loving woman and she spent that decade um testing, trying and making sure that she knew who she was. So I commend her so much for that. And I'm so inspired by that too. Like, I just think, fuck, that's so cool because I did the opposite. You know, I, I, I ran away from my sexuality. I spent 10 years dreaming about her. Not going to lie. Every sexual dream I ever had, she was the person that was in it. And pretending that that part of me didn't exist. I remember not even telling people that I had ever been with a woman and like being, feeling shame to, to tell my last boyfriend that I had been with a woman simply because like I wasn't fully accepting of the fact that I had done that and I was like oh my gosh you know vagina gross but really it's it's not even that at all it was literally just me like how can I how can I accept myself when I don't know who I am and I keep pushing that away from me so the more I stepped into life with men the more I pushed myself away from who I really am and that is just being a person who loves souls like I'm not even going to try and put myself in a box to be honest like I, I'm not going to sit in the label of lesbian or you know all those sorts of things because I know that it is a lot about souls for me it's about the connection that I feel with people and I did have crushes on girls through that 10 years even though I had I was with a boy, partners with boys. Um, I remember there was a, a gay friend that um, our group had and I was like so like crushing on her. I thought she was just amazing. And then there was like this girl on TV and I like watched a whole series. It was called Conviction Kitchen, I think. And I'm pretty sure her name is Anastasia. And I was just like, oh my God, she's like the most amazing thing in the whole entire world. And I had like this massive, massive crush on her through that whole TV series, even though I was rather <laughs> So, you know, your girl over here, she can love more than one person at once by the sounds of it. Anyway, you know, another story for another day. Like, look, how, look at all of these stories coming out. We already know all these episodes are going to be like, whoa, because they they're all forming themselves, basically. And, yeah, so um, I dreamed about her for 10 years. And, and when I moved back to – when I left my other my last partner, my last um, man partner, and I moved back to New Zealand because that was, like, the final shore. Like, okay, I'm going home now. I can feel my ancestors calling me. Your girl needs to go home. I reached out to her, and we hadn't spoken for a very long time. Um, I think Maya was – Maya's my daughter, if I haven't – said her name yet um she was about two last time I saw my my now girlfriend her name is Carpedieta um or Keza for short <laughs> yeah so and then I reached out to her and I was like hey you know how are you um hope life is good blah 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 that was 11th of June 2019 yes I know I'm weird with dates I have all of this this random memory for things and it kind of like all unfolded from there. And she like had a girlfriend at the time and we were all cool just being friends and blah, blah, blah. Lots of things happened in terms of like our lives and what we ended up sharing in terms of experiences. You know, she came to me, came with me to my best friend's wedding up north. I went to her shows because she's a musician. And, you know, 
she actually helped me one of the most hardest times in my life, which I'll, I will talk about in another episode again. Wow, all these episodes are forming. Yes, I love it when this happens. Thank you, Flo. Um, and, and then when my daughter had a car accident, another episode as well. <laughs> oh, my God. When my daughter had a car accident, Kezel was really there for me. She, she was the one that um, came up to the hospital and she was up in Auckland and she sat with me for like a whole day. She you know, had to go back to where she was, but she left at like three o'clock in the morning. And yeah, she's really amazing, did all these cool things for me, looked after us throughout the, my daughter's recovery. And then lo and behold, not a lockdown, a freaking 2020 lockdown happened and a connection started to take place. So... And throughout that relationship, well, this relationship, I should say, because it's only been one now, well, it's one of two, relationship two, but once, um, that I had to deal with a lot of self-acceptance because there were, there has been so much stigma around being gay and around being a woman that I didn't really understand what I was going to do. I didn't understand who I was. Um, I didn't, I didn't know how to be a girlfriend because I spent so long well, girlfriend to a girlfriend because I'd spent so long being a girlfriend to a boyfriend and that there was so there was so much conditioning so much fucking conditioning within me that I really just had to shake like we've had so much issues this time around more so than before but because it's been I feel like it's more this time because we're actually communicating them the last time we were together it was more like oh I'm just gonna keep all of this to myself and pretend everything's okay and now it's like no we're fully committed to to growth and and figuring this out with each other, so it's, it's, it hasn't it hasn't been the easiest ride this time around, but it's been the most rewarding because I've really felt like I've got to step into self acceptance as well as self expression. So ultimately, that's what it is. When you when you really truly understand your sexuality and you can like live with comfort and like acceptance of your sexuality, that becomes then your self expression. You get to express yourself wholly. I have never, ever in my life been able to express myself this well and this like so um, aligned with me ever until I was started to be with her and I started to break down those walls because I was always so afraid of someone judging me I was always so afraid of someone leaving me because I wasn't good enough for them or or like thinking that I was too much or too much of this and too much of that or that I was like I don't know that my ex is to think I'm trying to make up stories I was fucking around and like talking to boys on social media and all of this type of shit when really had no idea he had to worry about girls more than boys <laughs> but anyway so yeah it was just for me it was really it has been quite a hard experience stepping back into the woman loving woman game and but it has been the most liberating like like I said before I've never been the most like aligned with myself and I've never accepted myself this much I've never had someone accept me the way I am so much before and so it is very it's very empowering for me to fully step in. Oh, there goes my phone. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> it has been very empowering for me to really understand who I am through through the reflection of another woman. Now, I'm all about raising sisterhood frequency. I'm all about healing sisterhood wounds. I'm all about empowering sisters and being there for women. And what I feel really resonates with me is speaking about how I have been able to overcome that 
a lack of self-acceptance when it comes to going from hetero to homo. Like we have this, we can have this thing in our head that's like we, I'm straight and I can only be straight. And if I turn gay, then I'm fucked up. And it's interesting because I didn't know how homo I was really until I, until I found lesbian TikTok. Yes, lesbian TikTok. It is a thing if you haven't heard about it, and it is totally worth looking at. <laughs> lesbian TikTok is fucking amazing, and guaranteed, if you're a straight woman and you're about to download that shit, your sexuality will be questioned. I remember being told this um, this quote, like, oh, I don't even, I don't remember how long ago now, but it was that every woman is actually bisexual. Every woman. But because every woman can also appreciate the beauty and the gorgeous and the sexiness of another woman, it does mean that every woman has the capability of being gay. But if a man is bisexual, that means he's gay. It was really interesting. It probably is wrong, but <laughs> but I thought it was really interesting because I don't think I've ever met one woman that hasn't been able to say, fuck, she is hot. And not because she's sexually attracted to them, but just because she's like, fuck, she's hot. Like, damn, you know? And I remember growing up even, here we go, going back to the childhood again. I remember growing up and being so fascinated with women's bodies. Like, I thought men were fucking ugly. Like, I was penis no that thing was gross but I remember being so fascinated about seeing titties and vaginas I was like women's bodies are so pretty like that is so like gorgeous and yet a man is so fucking disgusting so to me it's like how did I end up like straight for so long I don't know there was kind of signs if you think about it right I used to like like looking at women weird and I I'm not gonna lie I am this is something oh my god I've never admitted this before but I'm just gonna put it out there and I don't do this intentionally okay so if you meet me in person I'm sorry in advance all right I just happen to be a person that looks down at cleavage I don't know why I do it <laughs> I just always have and I just know I always know this cleavage it's just like I'm I'm a real big titty girl and <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why I do it but it is something that I've noticed within myself especially recently and it's like because now that I'm you know gay again I'm like oh I really probably <laughs> should train myself to stop doing that because <laughs> straight girls are gonna think I'm checking them out but I'm actually not it's just something that happens naturally like I'd rather stare at your tips than stare at your eyes but I'm not gonna be that disrespectful so don't worry I will look at I will look you in the eye because I am not like a creep but you know I'm gonna just admit and take responsibility for something that I know that I do it is something I don't realize I'm doing till after I've pulled my eyes I'm like fuck did it again stop looking at boobs <laughs> oh my god I can't believe I just admitted that um but you know this is what we're here for all about the truth all about the transparency so I know I know now that those that listen to this and you see me in person you're just going to be watching me like is she going to look down at my tits oh this is going to be torture why am I telling you this <laughs> anyway anyway um I don't even remember where I'm going with this now like I've just totally lost my train of thought because I'm so embarrassed at myself like Wow, lots of truth coming out. Lots and lots of truth. Yeah, so I also like looking at women's bodies. Um, and it, I just thought that they were really pretty. And But I, the funny thing is, though, I never thought that about my own because I've, I've seen a lot of boobs in my life. And my boobs didn't grow like that. And I was like, um, why aren't mine looking that pretty and round and, you know, the way that 
that lady's looked and why does why do I have to have these weird looking ski jumps so I didn't have the best acceptance of my body but I did I did like seeing another woman and so by by now at 31 years old it is making sense that I am with a girl and I do have a lot more appreciation for the female body now that I have a female body lying next to me now that there is another reflection of a female body and I can say hey you know I'm beautiful because she's beautiful I'm beautiful because all of the women out there are beautiful so I get to look at myself in a new light and yeah like lots of acceptance has had to come from this like there have been times with my girlfriend and this relationship where I honestly thought I was going to leave and go back to men and I was I would say that to him like I'm having one of those things again where I I think I'm going to end up going back to dudes and we may end up breaking up soon and there's so there's been like this like um overwhelming type like is she going to leave me is she not it's like for for another man and I got to really explore something within this Ooh, okay, had to get water. <laughs> this has been a big, this has been a big one. I'm not apologizing for the time though, because I, I know it's worth it. Um, so <laughs> what has come through with that is that every time I wanted to seek out a man to fulfill whatever the fuck craving I had, which was seemed sexual, it seemed like I needed to get like, you know, penetrated or whatever, and I was like, oh yeah, I need to be able to do it, oh my god. I never did. I never actually like fell into that um, this time around. But um, that's another story. Um, so this time around, yeah, I didn't fall into that. I had to really go deep into being into myself. Like, why am I feeling this way? Why do I have so much love for this woman, but I have these deep desires to to find a man? And what came up for me um, over? took about three or four months to really figure it out because I was so in it in it and we had like four and we were fight, yeah, fighting over it trying to figure shit out trying to figure out what we were to each other and all those sorts of things and even though we had so much love for each other but what it was was those freaking rules again those rules not only was there like, like I've accepted her height like this time around, I'm like, you know what? I don't even care how tall you are because you're fucking amazing. Like, I don't even give a shit. So I was able to let that part go, finally, finally don't care about her height. Um, so that was really liberating in itself. But what it was this time it was that I'm supposed to be with a man, right? I had this, like, notion in my head. I'm supposed to be with a man. Like, I grew up with two parents, a man and a woman, and I grew up in and out of going to church. Now, not by my parents' choice, actually. My parents never took me to church. I took myself to church. So I learned very young that um, you need to be with a man. You know, there's a man and a woman and no masturbation and all these sorts of things. And so I would – my conditioning upon relationships – had been given to me from people and beliefs that I I had no way of knowing if they were true or not because I was so young. So I just, yeah, I had this belief like, Amanda, you need to be with a man. That That's why you're craving a man because you need to be with a man. But the whole time I was with men, the whole 10 years of being away from her, 
I dreamed about her. I had crushes on other girls. I just wanted to be with a woman. I really did. I just wanted to feel what it was like to be with a woman again. So I fucking knew it was like deep down, like, I don't want to be with a man. There was a point where I was like, maybe I'm supposed to be polyamorous. Maybe I'm supposed to have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Maybe that's how I need to live my life. But of course, my girlfriend being the magical unicorn that she is, she's like, no. <laughs> no, you're not going to have a boyfriend with me. If you want both, you have to go and find a different girlfriend. And I was like, ah, but I want you, but I want a man, blah, 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 blah. And so there were these conversations where for a moment there was a consideration like, fuck, do I actually want to be with a dude? Do I actually need to be in a relationship that's polyamorous to satisfy both of these, of all of these needs that I'm, that I somehow am accumulating within myself. And, uh, what came to it though, finally I realized, fuck, it's just beliefs. It's only because I have this like subconscious belief within me that's not letting me accept myself as whole as I am because apparently somewhere in my energetic system, I believe that I need a man to make me feel that way. I need a man to complete me. That, you know, I was the sucker for romantic movies and I watched all of my friends, all the people that turned out to be gay when I was growing up at school were not gay at school. I never saw them gay. So I never actually got to see much homosexuality at all, especially in a way that it was accepted and it was liked. And, um, you know, this, this day and age, we are a lot more open about it. It is a lot more accepted. So, you know, I grew up in the 90s. It, I don't, you know what, it wasn't even in my awareness. I can't even say if it was accepted in the 90s or not because it was not in my awareness and or in early 2000s. It was not a part of my perception at all. So I just thought that, you know, gay people were few and far between and they were like, they were the unicorns and they just existed somewhere at some point in some people's lives. Like it just, it wasn't, apart from my one auntie, she was like the only gay person I knew of. And and even then I still didn't quite know how that worked. I'm like, I don't even, you know, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, like we, we, we took a lot of shit from each other because of this because she wanted someone who was going to accept her and only her wholly. And that's fucking fair enough, right? That is fair enough. She wanted someone to be committed to her who was going to be with her and only her and be the that wife and that lover and that, you know, empire builder with her and not have to worry about she, her wife or girlfriend being stolen by a man <laughs> or, you know, leaving her to go off and be with a man. Because essentially that's what I did the first time around, right? That's what I did the first time around. I left her and I went to men. So there was that pattern showing up. And so I just got to understand that within myself, like, I think it was one, once every three months I would go through the cycle like, holy crap, here we go. I'm starting to crave men again. But really it was like me going through a cycle of self-acceptance. Like, Amanda, are you going to look at this this time? Are you going to see that you are whole by yourself? You don't need a penis to fill you, right? <laughs> you don't need to live upon the same beliefs that you have for your whole life that haven't fucking served you and then and destroy something beautiful that you have here. Like, come on now, 
what is going on within you. So I did some work around this. I started journaling around it. I started really diving deep into myself, like why the fuck do I feel this way? I started talking to people about it, those that like were really close to me because I wanted to understand this, these feelings on a deeper level. And when I finally got to that point, I'm like, okay, now it doesn't bother me anymore. I got to fall more in love with Keza. I got to fall more in love with myself. I got to fall more in love with life because I wasn't cock-blocking myself. Uh, no pun intended. wasn't cock-blocking myself from my own happiness and my own success because I was trying I was trying to figure out what the fuck my relationship was going or was trying to tell me, you know? Like I firmly believe that your relationship is also a reflection of business and, and, and other parts of the areas of your life. Like it's all encompasses together. When one part of you is fucked, well, you know, you're feeling fucked up. And that everything else kind of falls apart a little bit. So there was there was so much emphasis on me trying to find out who the fuck I am. And I'm proud to say that as we sit here, well, I'm sitting here, you may be doing something totally different. <laughs> but as I'm sitting here today, I can be excited for the woman that I am, be excited for the self-acceptance and be like, and celebrate going from hetero to homo. And it just... And it wasn't until I saw lots of things on um, lesbian TikTok, totally recommend by the way. <laughs> uh, it wasn't until I saw a lot of things on lesbian TikTok that I got to under I got to be triggered more into myself, and I got to see that I'm not the only woman that goes through this. This is something that is so ingrained in our society because for so long we were like told that we weren't allowed to be gay. We were told that we had to be with men and that was what was right for society and that if we were gay, would you know, God would hate us and rain fire upon us and would blow up in the church. So I'm just thinking, I'm like, I actually know a gay man who goes to church and he did not sit on fire and not blow up. Well, there we go. See, now that has been proven to be false. <laughs> <laughs> because no one's going to blow up in a fucking church, but still, you know, I just thought that was a giggle. Um, yeah, so society, this beautiful, amazing society that we can be so grateful for shows us so much of what we don't want to experience or what we feel like we have to experience in order to see what is that we actually are. And I think it's a beautiful sitting here now in this moment really and honoring myself and honoring my journey, seeing the polarity that I was experiencing that whole time. Like I wanted so bad to be happy. I wanted so much to feel love. And I was finding it in the places that my seven-year-old subconscious belief systems were telling me to search for it, even though that I had been blessed with an experience prior to um, me going back to men with a woman that was really, really amazing. And what I found really fucking beautiful was that even after a decade, she still loves me and we get to be happy now. So it's like a happy ever after is, is taking place and there are beautiful plans that we have with a, for a life together and it's very magical. But I get to get to sit in acceptance and, and acknowledgement over the polarity that I'm experiencing now because if I hadn't gone through all of that shit, if I had just woken up gay, you know, like born gay, that's it. I knew from the beginning. And I'm, and some some women do know from the beginning and that's like, that's so fucking awesome. I'm so glad that you get to experience your self-expression from the, from the get-go. 
but I'm grateful from my experience because I get to see both sides and I get to go through like a different type of coming out experience, I guess. One that is is different to some lesbians who know from the get-go that they are absolutely into females. And one that has been a lot more a lot more supportive outwardly as opposed to, to support within. Like I have been so loved in my family regardless of my sexuality. Uh, Kaza has been so accepted into my family. Like she, I feel like my family love her more than me sometimes. Like they're just glad she's in it. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you, Amanda. We just want her. <laughs> Honestly, like my family have been beautiful and I was so afraid, so afraid that my family were going to like shun me because of my sexuality, but that has not been the case. And I get to really see and and be grateful for both sides of my experience and how that has actually ingrained even more deeper gratitude into me because of it. So that's the beautiful thing about polarity, guys, is that, you know, we we're wanting to experience the high vibe, the high vibrational type of life. We want to experience the love and the happiness and everything that life has to offer in a really high like frequency type way, like the way of the light, right? But if you don't know the darkness, if you don't know the shadows, if you aren't looking or like nourishing and balancing yourself out with your shadow self, you're not going to know the life of the of the light. Like you're not going to know that, or at least you're not going to appreciate it where it's at because you're so used to just looking at the light. And so like this experience has been fucking magical for me, as hard as it is. And I'm sure my friends were annoyed at me like half of the time because I just kept complaining and not doing anything about it because I couldn't fucking figure it out because I was so fully in my mess. I am totally on the other side now and just so appreciative of all of their support and appreciative of the support of my guidance team and source and the experience that I chose to have when I came here. Like this is all part of who I am and what my soul chose to go through and and I feel like that's so fucking powerful that I get to share that, that I get to share that if you are a woman who feels like you want to love women but you have been stuck in this like you know, hetero matrix like I was for so long. I give you permission to give yourself permission. <laughs> or should I say, I invite you, this is probably better, I invite you to give yourself permission to actually search for your happiness, to actually search for your deeper self-expression and you, what you can have as self-acceptance for you. And what was, what was really cool, last year for my birthday, um, Keza did something really amazing and she she messaged influencers who I like really look up to like Preston Smiles was one and and so is Nicole Gibson who I totally had a crush on for a bit there that's another story um anyway <laughs> she's cool anyway guys like you can look her up Nicole Gibson she's she's awesome and but she also messaged Alex Tripod now Alex Tripod is like She's fucking epic. She's like the quantum queen, um, manifestation, manifestation through quantum, quantum business, galactic, like everything, like what could be seemed crazy, woo-woo and like out there. She is it and she is, she's just awesome. I fucking love Alex Tripod. She's awesome. And she, I found out when I met her. So I met her at Freedom Fest last year, which is a, um, which was a festival thing that was for at the 
big community of the entrepreneurial groups that I'm a part of. And I had no idea she was gay. I didn't. And I met her and I was like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Never really heard of her before at before then exactly, but I knew of her from that time. And I was like, oh my God, I met you. You know, I took a photo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even introduce myself because I was so buzzed out in life. I'm like, oh my God, celebrity. And <laughs> I was like, hi, take a photo. Yep, yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> didn't even want to say who my name was. Um and then I found out she was gay and her fiance was there and I got to meet them both. And I was like, oh my gosh, these women are fucking epic. And what was real funny is that there was this whole thing that weekend about lesbian codes, you know, we, you know, talking about codes, you know, abundance codes, quantum codes, manifestation codes, freedom codes, all of these codes up the whole weekend with all of the speakers and everything. And one thing that kept coming up was lesbian codes. And I thought that was so interesting. I'm like, that's real cool. And then when Keza decided to, um, when she was reaching out to these people, because I told her about Alex Tripod and how much I admired her and I like watched all of her things on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and I just went to like totally binge to watch heaps of Alex Tripod stuff. Um, she reached out to her and they sent me this video back for my birthday, wishing me a beautiful birthday, which is amazing. And they said they said to me something along the lines of, I haven't watched it in a little while, but something along the lines of that we are so we're so we're so grateful to give you our lesbian codes <laughs> and I cracked up laughing but what Alex said after that is what was truly hit me and it was lesbian code like, like we're so thankful to give you our lesbian codes but really all they are is self-expression codes that's all this is and then that moment I was like holy fuck you are so right all this is a self-expression all this is is a test of self-acceptance because it doesn't fucking matter whether our partners have vaginas or penises. It actually doesn't. It, all that matters is that we're sitting in our truest self-expression and we are fucking happy with it. That's all this is. And so that there was the beginning because essentially Kaz and I had been together for a month at that point. That was the beginning of my self-expression to self-acceptance journey from hetero to homo completely and I'm just so fucking grateful for all of the people who have played their part in my healing journey really finding my self-expression and who I am as a woman and being able to accept the vessel the experience the blueprint the soul that is Amanda Alloran because ultimately this is the first time in my life that I've experienced today the first time in my life that I'll experience tomorrow and the first time in my life that I have actually ever been truly, 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 truly Amanda L. Loren. And I'm so fucking grateful for, for all of that, for all of that. So thank you for listening to my novel, <laughs> to my audiobook. <laughs> thank you so much for sticking around. If you've made it this far, I really appreciate you being a part of this transmission with me because even though it's my journey and my story, I know there'll be something in this that you can take away. Even even if you are still hetero and you're not, not homo like me, that's all good. I'm sure there's still a little nugget in there that you can take away or at least a couple of people to follow because they all are amazing people. And I'm actually going to put a link to Alex Tripod in my show notes. So you can see who I'm talking about because she's fucking epic, loving all that quantum shit. It's amazing. And so have a beautiful day. I 
I hope this transmission finds you well and that you really get something from this. And feel free to connect with me on Instagram at, at Intuitive to let me know how this landed for you. And if you do want to tag me in stories and help share this podcast around, around to our community, around to more people who really needs to hear this, please tag me in it so I can see, so I can be a part of the the celebration and expression with you. Enjoy the rest of your day, dear soul, and I look forward to seeing you, hearing you, loving you, and being with you very, very soon. Mwah.